0: Chris, what's happening, man? Hey, man, you know, I'm just chilling. It's summertime, so I'm enjoying
1: it. All righty. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Vault. My name is Anthony. Um, I just said his name. His name is Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My name is Chris. Chris Epps. Chris E. Chris E. And we got a new one today. Um. Today, uh, we're gonna give some more reviews. I'm gonna talk about a new film I saw called Stillwater. And uh, Chris is gonna talk about a recent film he's seen on um, Netflix. Um, Spectral. Spectral, Spectral. Uh, Who wants to go first? You wanna go first?
0: Um, Yeah, sure, I'll go first with this one. Um, Okay, so Spectral, Um, so, 2016 uh, Netflix film. it feels like it's it's more recent than that actually but I guess it is 2016 but anyway um, really dope film. Uh, it's a it's an army film and it's about a group of like soldiers that run into um, these I guess you could call them beings that can walk through walls and um, you know bullets don't affect them. Um, you know, so they have to come up with a, um, a different kind of way of fighting them. So they have to come up with, like, this new technology to, dis- to discover what they are and how to fight them back. Um, and ultimately, the film ends up being a rescue mission. And of course, there is a question of humanity at the end about what the right decision is as far as um, what to do with captive human
1: life. Hmm. Uh. okay that sounds original i i gotta be honest man i never heard of this film i know netflix i'm always iffy when it comes to netflix films because they've they're good on series on tv shows but they they can make some duds when it comes
0: to movies um they they can but see the, the thing i like about netflix is that they try new stuff they take risks they take risks and yeah I, I like that and you know, I feel like that's where if you're a creative filmmaker, you can actually thrive on Netflix because, you know, they'll actually promote your film. Whereas, you know, places like uh, Amazon,
1: mm-hmm. you know, it might not. So what do you well, what's your take on this? Did you really like this movie? Did It It, it seems like it's a reality with the science fiction.
0: Yeah. So I um, the first time I, I saw it. I loved it you know it was it was introducing something new the the cgi is good the concept is good and you know uh i even got a, a, a few people to laugh at me the, the other day it was a, actually a client of mine he uh you know he asked me who's my favorite actor and i was like i don't have a favorite actor i like concepts in movies so um see, see there we go again <laughs> i like that way? i like I like concepts over everything, man. I don't know.
1: That's such a direct, that's such a uh, director thing to say, like that's (laughs) like a, that's a hipster director thing to say. Who's your favorite director? I don't have a favorite director. I have a favorite feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I have, I have a, I. Film is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just messing with you. I understand. Hey, yeah
0: so you know this film um it has some familiar faces
1: uh let's see uh James Badge Dale um I, I see it, it has know. my man from a uh, lethal weapon well not the lethal weapon show um the, what's his name Clyde Clanford. hold 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 up Clay Clean Crawford my bad Clay uh, Crawford Emily Mortimer I know her
0: yeah, and Emily Mortimer. It has Bruce Bruce Greenwood. You know he's a popular one.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's um, a great character actor.
0: Yeah, um, Corey Corey Hardrit. I feel like he's played in other stuff too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I recognize him too. I think yeah. he's um. Uh, well, that's 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 irrelevant to the conversation. I was gonna say I think he's married to one of the Maury sisters. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure.
0: Um, yeah, he it's, is. It's directed by Nick, Nick Matthew, Nick Matthew. I think that's a French last name. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's, it's, it's a good film. It's action packed. It has, you know, if you're looking for something that, you know, has a lot of blast or, you know, has that deep impact feeling where, you know, you, you get a lot of, you know, just just violence. Um, it, it has that for you, uh, you know, all wrapped up in a nice concept, conceptual piece. So it, it was, it's fun. And, you know, I like this one because I watched it the first time and then, um, you know, I just now watched it again uh, a couple of days ago. So I watched it twice and that doesn't really happen that often. So if, usually if I watch a movie twice, um, it's pretty good.
1: Okay. I'll be honest with you, man. Um, I'm gonna say the same thing you said in regards to uh, Green Knight. I'm probably not gonna watch this film. I I appreciate I appreciate your suggestion, uh, but it's not quite what I'm looking for. (laughs) Okay. All right. No, I mean, um, it, it seems interesting. It just doesn't really like hold my attention. I don't like a lot of military films. Mm-hmm. Um that's kind of the reason why I haven't seen Outside the Wire yet, the one with Anthony Mackey, even though Guess I heard I watch that. I heard that's good. Um, I want to see it because the main actor in it is from Snowfall. I like him too. So I, I want to see that movie, but it's like military films that have to do with gadgets and certain beings or what have you, they they kind of lose me, man, because I it makes me feel like I'm watching a movie. Like say what mm-hmm. you will about green Knight, Yeah. It was a little bit of fantasy or what have you, but it was still it kind of gave me experience mm-hmm. stuff like this, the tomorrow war um, edge of tomorrow is a little different because I like that movie, but stuff like that kind of makes me feel like I'm watching a movie. It makes me feel like I'm watching something mainstream. I know how this is going to be. I know that this was made for big audiences, which is fine, but Those films just don't really grab me, man. It's like that one episode of Black Mirror that had to do with the military. You know which one I'm talking about? Which one? The one with the, it had a black lead in it. And they were hunting down these people who were like, they were monsters or whatever.
0: I don't think I saw that one.
1: Yeah, but that was one that had to do with military, so to speak. And I'm like, I don't know. Unless it's a unless it's a war film like Apocalypse Now or Thin Red Line Full Metal Jacket. It just doesn't military films don't really pull me like that. Black. What about um, Black Hawk Down? That's on the list. I've always wanted to see that film. That's a good one. You
0: should watch that one. That one. That one is realistic. You don't feel like you're just watching a movie. You're watching something that actually happens
1: okay all right yeah that's on the list um i've always enjoyed saving private ryan is dope uh it's a really great movie i never saw the one with Nicolas cage called tigerland um i never saw the michael bay film Pearl harbor even though i've been told by some people to skip it i've never seen that either there are some war films i do want to watch i want to watch Patton. I know during the pandemic, I finally saw Platoon, which is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see Born on the 4th of July with Tom Cruise. There's a lot of them I need to see. But um. so so you, you recommend this, yes?
0: Yeah, I would recommend it. You know, it, it's it's not it's nothing that's going to, you know. It's not really a deep film that's gonna make you think about life, like oh my gosh, you know, what have I been doing, you know, like soul or whatever. But it's it's a film that you know it, it, it gives you some thrills. It's a good time, um, you know. If you if you're looking for something that has a little bit of action, it, it's got it for you, you know. So that's what okay. I, say. I give it, I give it about I give it about. Uh, I want to say a four out of five if you're looking for a film that fits the criteria that i just said
1: okay all right well if we're doing ratings i'm gonna give you my rating on this uh next film so i went and saw the latest matt damon film uh called Stillwater. water still water yeah i don't know if um have you seen trailers for it i um i
0: i feel like i saw a trailer for it in a restaurant but you know obviously in a restaurant you can't really hear it so i couldn't really pay attention um okay but i've heard of it
1: though okay yeah this is a um, this movie surprised me man this was a very good movie so let me give you the quick synopsis of it so Man damon plays a man it's an everyday southern man he travels over to marseille france to visit his daughter who was in prison um she was an exchange student uh, Mm -hmm. that got caught up in a murder and was uh, accused and sent to prison for it so she's been in prison for like the last four years so every every year he comes over there to go see her Mm -hmm. um at this point she has something she has a new lead in the case um that could exonerate her so uh, an individual that was there that night that may have killed the the woman in question. Mm-hmm. So while Matt Damon is in France he stays over to try to hunt down this individual, try to uncover the truth to uh, free his daughter out of prison. So that's that's one half of the film. That's the thriller side of it. But the reason I like I love this film is cuz it's kind of two films in one. The other side of it is like a great redemptive character st- character study for Matt Damon's character because he You you could tell this is a guy that's trying to right his wrongs because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the greatest relationship with his daughter, you know, before Mm -hmm. his daughter went overseas or whatever. He wasn't the best dad. He was too busy working and drinking. He was never really in his daughter's life. She always lived with her grandmother. So you can tell this is him trying to, like, right all of his wrongs as a man. You know, he's a recovering alcoholic, so he's been sober for years and um, he's just trying to make things right. And that's, that's, that's kind of a, to me, I don't know, like, like, like I, don't, I, I wouldn't say which half of the film is better, but I would say that's the film that grabbed me the most emotionally because mm-hmm. he also befriends a woman over there in France that helps him translate. Cause he, you gotta remember, this is a country guy. He don't know no French. So mm-hmm. she helps him translate things as he's trying to uncover the truth. And he befriends her little daughter and they kind of gain a bond because her dad is not in her life, but she looks up to him, even though they don't know each other's language, they they learn it over time, but it becomes like a great loving relationship between the two of them that makes the film really strong. So the thing about this film, it doesn't feel clunky at all. Even with these two halves that are two different movies, it doesn't feel like they're two disparate halves. The film works well. Yeah. Like it... um. It goes from the thriller side of it, takes a pause to focus on Matt Damon's character and then goes back to the thriller side of it. And it just works very well, dude. Um,
0: Interesting. Like that That sounds like a, a film that has layers to it, like two,
1: two yeah. very dense layers. Layers. That's 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 what I'm trying to get. at. It has it has a lot of layers.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. What I would say is Matt Damon. He sells this performance, dude, like usually I'm going to be real. Anytime I see a Matt Damon film, like uh, what do we say? Like Adjustment Bureau or what's a what's the popular Matt Damon film Ford versus Ferrari, uh, Deadpool 2, which he, he was kind of in, but not really in um, Interstellar. Anytime I see a Matt Damon film, I always think of Jason Bourne because that's like his most known role. That's and, what I was uh, going to say. J- Jason Bourne. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like his th- th- that's the role we know him for the most. So like a- anytime I might see like um, a film with him and Emily Blunt, you know, running from cops, I'm like, Jason, what you doing in this, Jason?
0: You're
1: supposed to be overseas, finding out who you are and taking down CIA agents. What you doing in this film, Jason? You know, but in this film, dude, he really does sell this role, man. He um he has the southern accent down pat. He he gives a convincing performance. I would almost say like Oscar worthy man.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um. Okay. This is this is one of those films where because it's it's not out yet, right? I mean, it's 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 in it's in theaters, but it's not on demand yet, right? No, not yet. This is one that I might have to. I might have to check it out. I don't know, man. I'm iffy on it.
1: It's one of those ones where it's like, eh, hey, it could be good.
0: It could be something that I'm not sure
1: if I, you know, I thoroughly watch. I thoroughly enjoyed this film, man. I feel like it's well written. There were there were no frills. There were no frills to me, even if it's even in this long length. Like there was there's no lull in this in this runtime. Every scene kept me engaged with it that might have been that might have been just me but I felt like you know films like this they can they can have down points
0: yeah
1: you know they can have a little bit of downtime where you're like all right let's keep the story moving but I felt like <laughs> I was engaged the whole way through even when it focused on his character and didn't really add much suspense or or thrills I was focused on his relationship with the young girl, how he was adjusting to life in France. It's a good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, good, man. That sounds like
0: a, I'm glad that you are able to watch a film that thoroughly entertained you. Um, the, the jury is still out on if I will like this or not, but, you know, we shall see. I probably won't see it in theaters, but when it comes out, you know, on demand,
1: I might check it out. Oh, rating, four or five. 4.5. 4 out of 5? Okay. You said 4.5. 4.5. Oh, that's a high rating. Okay, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it, man. Um, you know who's starting to get a little bit of a comeback? Uh, Brandon Fraser, dude. Brandon Fraser. You know so. Brandon, the Mummy. On, Brandon Fraser, George of the Jungle.
0: Oh him! Oh him! him. Yeah him. Hey, wait, hold on. I haven't seen this dude in a while. This dude got big, bro.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did get big, bro. <laughs> he 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 gained some pounds. Yeah. But um you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know the story behind him, but there was a top-level executive. I don't know if he was a film executive, but he 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 was pretty powerful. Um he had like sexually assaulted Fraser, like touched him in an inappropriate way. And Fraser mm. called him out on it and uh, and exposed it. But after that, I think he got blackballed. So that's why for a mm. while. Yeah, that's yeah. why for a while he was um, he was doing a lot of voice animation and uh, not not getting as much uh, not getting as many big roles. So wow. it was only recently we've we've been seeing him like um, I know he was on a season of The Affair. He did this short-lived show on FX called uh, it had to do with the John Getty thing. Um, Trust. It was called Trust. So I just learned today that he's going to be in Scorsese's newest film. He's going to have a role in that he's going to be in an a, a new A24 movie um, mm-hmm. made by the dude that made Black Swan, Darren Arnofsky. So I'm like, man, I'm, I feel I, I'm, I'm happy for him, man, because he is a great actor. Like, he yeah, had charisma in the in the Mummy films and in the other films he was in, he was pretty solid. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just crazy how some people, like, people who are, like, great at what they do, like, the moment they piss the wrong powerful person off, they're never working again. Or they, yeah, they're not working for a while.
0: See, and that's why I would rather be a producer or or be a... a producing company than um than an actor no 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 shade to actors at all um but it's just i i feel like i feel like there's this like hierarchy and actors can clearly come over to the producer side and create their own company absolutely but here's the thing mm-hmm. actors if they are just actors they are subject to whatever producing company hires them or whatever talent agent Hires them, which means that they are always at the whim of that controlling agency. If you are a producer or you know you have a production company, I feel like you have a little bit more power in terms of you know um, how you move in Hollywood or if you want to just stand out on your own or whatever. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I definitely would suggest any actor. That you know is is starting, or you know is already you know making some headway as far as fame and stuff. It might be good to you know create your first LLC and then you know just start producing your own films because that's where the real power is, and that's how you know you can really get your
1: message out there. You know, so uh, I hear what you're saying, man, but I, I wouldn't want to like defer any actors from following their dreams. But I, I do hear what you're no, saying. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right, right. Like, I, I, I got you on that one. My only thing is that eh, I, I believe in karma and I feel like Brandon Frazier is finally getting his good karma because, mm-hmm. of course, that guy has been outed by now. The dude that did what he did to him—I um, believe his name was Philip Burke—and he was the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Okay. That's who he was. So he's been outed. Um, He—the thing I like about Fraser is that he uh, recently he's been on—he um, was—he was in the Titans TV series, and he was in the spin-off series uh, Doom Patrol. Like uh, that's on HBO Max. I don't know if you heard of that show, Doom Patrol. Nah. Okay. Well, he's a uh, he's in that show. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, what he, uh, he what he is doing. The funny thing about the whale, the A24 movie he's doing, is that it literally is, um, it literally is about a 600 pound middle aged man trying to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. Like, that's literally what The Whale is about. Oh, uh, I mean, it's called Whale, too. Like, my goodness. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to that to see how that's going to be. Um, should be good. And, of course, you know, Martin Scorsese always delivers. So his movie is going to be, uh, you know, slamming. So, I mean. Yeah, interesting subject matter, too. Yeah, yeah, I would give it an interesting subject matter. Uh, so any upcoming films you plan to see? Doom. Oh, yeah, you that's keep talking pretty,
0: about Doom. You that's just, pretty much it. That's the only thing that I really have on my list. Oh, oh, I, I, I do want to see Zola. I want to see Zola and Doom. Those are definitely two that are on my list. Zola been out, man. Yeah, but I mean, I haven't seen it in in theaters, so you know, I I gotta I gotta watch it on demand. So yeah, it's on demand you know. now. That's what I mean. Like it's been out on on demand. Oh. oh well, well, really, okay. I'm waiting for it to actually end up on a streaming service. I actually have. For free. Okay,
1: <laughs> he goes from saying he goes from saying, "Oh man, I can't wait to see Zola." I'm like, "That's not on demand. demand. Oh, oh, what I mean is, uh, I can't wait for it to come on a streaming service. You went, from, <laughs> you went from theaters to on demand to streaming, but I got you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm seeing Suicide Squad this week.
0: Let me know how it is, bro. I I, I will you know, i I I know that you will put a review out on Facebook. I will be commenting on your
1: review of it and asking you, is it worth it to watch? I think it's going to be, man. James Gunn doesn't disappoint. You're right. That is a huge, a huge benefit. And, and let me say something. Let me say something. I don't I don't like all the backlash David Ayer is getting who made the first Suicide Squad, because in his defense, um, a trailer editing company edited that film. Oh. And like they literally edited that film to make it look like a trailer. So I don't think David Ayer should be getting all the hate. You know, that's the dude that wrote and directed the first Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah. And everyone's like, he should just move on and stop trying to ask uh, DC to let him release his cut. I'm like, well, if you put yourself in his place and Chris, I can bet you 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 ever, you, you empathize with this. You know, you see Zack Snyder. He's able to get his Snyder cut. It's successful. Mm-hmm. Everyone says he redeemed himself. You see one of your colleagues, your friends, James Gunn you know, he's, 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 he's doing a follow-up to your movie and is able to get creative control, you're like, mm-hmm. well, dang, if they can get the lick, can't I? You know what I mean? That might be a new revolution.
0: Directors' cuts actually, you know, being on streaming services. Because right. if, if the audiences like the directors' cuts more, what are the producing companies doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, hey. y'all think y'all know what we like, but y'all
1: don't. They're trying to read the mind of audiences. They think they know what's in the best interest. With some things they do because they've been in business a long time. And some of them, listen, some decisions they make, I go, all right, I get it. You did that to, you know, put behinds in seats. Like Mm -hmm. maybe some decisions made behind a Fifty Shades film. I'm like, okay, I get it. Y'all made that sexy scene because y'all know girls like Jamie Dorman and, you know, dudes like Dakota Johnson. So I get that. Yeah. But it's like certain things you got to let the author, well, auteurs don't exist anymore. You got to let the director be the director. You got to let the writing speak for itself. Absolutely. You know, I feel like the word author, I feel like auteur kind of died with Stanley Kubrick. You know, like, yeah, co-
0: auteur is definitely, it's, I wouldn't exactly put it in the, In the
1: film universe right well i wouldn't put it uh, in contemporary film yes that we have today thank you that's what i was looking for because well you you have you have the living legends you have spielberg's you have scorsese's they're all tours in their in their own way they're legends they're 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 ogs but i feel like filmmakers nowadays nothing's original and that's fine. There's there's just variations now. Again, that that's completely fine. But I feel like Alter is like somebody that brought a new wave to filmmaking. Like everything was just straight up new, like one on one of Kubrick's films, his set of photographer kind of invented the steady cam. like mm-hmm. that was new. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's nothing that, you know,
0: you can really do that's new besides going virtual. Virtual reality is, is I think, what's going to be the next step, as I've been saying. But um, beyond that, you know. But I, I, I don't feel like people are diving as far as they used to in films. You know, like you look at films like Mister Nobody or um, what's another Still one. gotta see that. Oh, you haven't seen that? Oh, dog. You got, okay, that that has to be. I feel like you'll enjoy it. That's a really good film. I've heard good um, things about it. Yeah. Or like for me, you know, like Inception or um, uh, Gone Girl, you know, think like movies like that, like they go deep into topics and then you're just forced to like live there with the characters and it's amazing. You, I mm-hmm. rarely run across films like that you know, these days. You know, because everything is so like we're just trying to come up with new content so people will watch, watch and watch and watch. And we're not hitting on anything that's real. We're just
1: skimming the surface of a whole lot of pop culture. Yeah, I can agree with that. What? Well, I, no, I, I still think there's realness out there. I, I don't feel like I feel like we're still hitting on something real when I say totally original. It's really hard to be really original these days. Like it will it's not hard to be original. It's hard to come up with an idea that's not a variation or inspired by something that came before it. Right. Like that is extremely hard to do these days. And that shouldn't yeah. dissuade anyone from being a filmmaker. I'm just saying there were people in their era around the 70s and early before that really pioneered their own style of filmmaking. Or really pa- pioneered something that was used for filmmaking um, from then on. Yeah. Like, who was I about to say? James Cameron discovered a new technology while filming Avatar. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something to be said about that. A lot of people, Avatar is polarizing. It's not one of my favorite films, but it's a great film to look at. But I acknowledge that James Cameron has done a lot for filmmaking.
0: I enjoyed Avatar, actually. I know a lot of people were saying that it was just like a Pocahontas, you know, reboot. It's fern gully.
1: It's fern gully.
0: But, but, and gully. but I, I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really all I'm saying. I mean, I, I feel like you could still be ferociously original in this in this day and age, but I feel like the word alter has just it's died. And anyone using it is just overusing it yeah um i'm about to look up
0: auteur just just so that we can give our audience
1: it's auteur uh, theory specifically auteur theory or mean the word auteur which one are we looking up auteur theory is what i'm referring to theory there we go theory
0: the author theory argues that a film is a reflection of the director's artistic vision So a movie directed by a given filmmaker will have recognizable recurring themes and visual cues that inform the audience who the director is. Think a Hitchcock or Tarantino film.
1: So I wouldn't call Tarantino an auteur though, because auteur to me is like stronger than that definition. This is just my subjective opinion. Like Wes Anderson, you could call Wes Anderson an but. Even Wes Anderson was inspired by comedies that were made before his comedies. Like if you if you know Wes Anderson, he ma- he's made like Isle of Dogs, Grand Budapest Hotel, Royal Tenenbaums. You would know a Wes Anderson film if you saw it. OK, you would know a Tarantino film if you saw it. But does that make them all auteurs, though? Kind of. I mean, you know, it's their own style. So if, if you can literally
0: tell who made a film by the style of the filming. <laughs> That's actually a pretty key signature that they're an auteur, I
1: guess. But what if you argue that Tarantino, every film he's made is inspired or has taken things from other films that have come before his films? I mean, you know,
0: that's where the waters get muddy because that's the, that's what we do. We see something like, oh, I can improve upon that. And then we go ahead and make something that's, that takes inspiration from what came before it and make it our own, you know? I mean, that's the same thing in business, you know? That the the innovative entrepreneur sees a problem, huh? Look at what that business is doing. But now I see that because that business is doing that, there's this problem. So let me come in and fill that gap. It's the same thing.
1: Uh, And we're gonna agree or disagree on this one. I don't don't think there's that many altars left, but I, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. Well. I mean yeah. we, 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 we 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 could go back and forth. I mean I feel like it's a it's a it's a juicy debate that could be tossed around back and forth. But um uh yeah, back to what I was saying. I'm going to see Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and uh I'm also going to see this independent film coming out called Nine Days, which actually There's looks really that. good. Um so it has Oh, I, already told you. I already told you about this on an earlier episode, but I think it's about these people. They go to like this waypoint. I think they're dead. Um, so I don't want to say they're in purgatory, but they go to this waypoint where it's a man that tells them, hey, all you got to do is you stay here uh, for about nine days. And once the nine days are up, you can go back to Earth, uh, however form you choose. You won't remember this test. You won't remember this mm-hmm. time. And they go, oh, OK, you know, so I through the nine days, it looks like they're put through a lot of things. It, 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 it's not like a horror film. It's like more of an emotional drama. And it's really about just like. The human condition, as some people say, it seems like it's one of those movies.
0: Interesting. Yeah, um, that sounds similar to like the kind of films that I want to make once I dig into the, the, the spiritual side of my filmmaking. Um, mm-hmm. I actually I have a film that kind of is like that uh it's just a tad bit different, but it's the, the concept is pretty similar um so yeah it's uh it, 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 that's actually almost i didn't put similar you down to, did I to soul No no, no okay no, it's um no,' cause, I mean you know there's an audience for everything, but um in a sense, that's almost similar to soul and if if you think about it
1: yeah yeah, yeah. that too so they're, well, they're in the same realm well i mean they didn't and eh, they didn't really offer to reincarnate the guy from soul but like I, I get what you're saying though yeah yeah like it's they're still in a place of waiting where it's just like yo you're gonna stay here and then you can
0: go back to live your life
1: gotcha gotcha um yeah, other than that, man, that's pretty much on my list. You know, Sopranos film is still in the front of my mind, but that's that's gonna take some time before we get to that. Other than that, that's uh that's my list. Hey man, that's what's up. I um
0: yeah, you know, like I said, Dune and Zola for me, those are the only two things I'm looking forward to. The next TV series I'm looking forward to is um euphoria
1: yeah man you uh what they said they were coming back yeah they're they're
0: coming back i forgot the date um let me see if i can find it uh euphoria season two they are coming back i gotta be in a mood to watch that see i'm already in the mood and i really feel like euphoria is what i'm looking to watch like you know a euphoria-esque show but it's I don't want to watch the first season again. I just want to watch season two.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So a premiere date will happen very late in 2021 or 2022. So either 2022 or or sometime around, you know, the holidays this year. is when Euphoria will come back.
1: All right. Um, I have hopes for it. I mean, I'll, I'll catch it. I'll catch it at some point. Probably after it goes off. Uh, probably after the season ends, I mean. But um, I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I hope it's good, man. Because the first one, I was I fell in love with it, man. And so we'll see.
1: All right, y'all. Well, that has been another great episode of The Vault. Y'all take it easy. All right, y'all.